Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Alistair, I think that... I think that song contained some of our worst moments, but then also a couple of our best. Oh, Andy on the trumpet there, <laughs> on the mouth trumpet. Uh, hello and welcome mm. to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Mm, that's right. Who are you? Uh, I am Andy. And I am Alistair George William Trumbley Birchall. Now, first things first, you can listen to the pop test. Mm. <gasps> the oh, the hunter, the huntsman spider that is in the garage with me that I have assumed because it was dead, it was dying because all of the huntsmen that come into our house end up dying of starvation. <laughs> um, it's it's now shifted after four or five days staying in the same spot. And it is spread wide, looking healthy. Oh, yeah, Must have right. got himself a juicy fly. Mm, that's great. It must have been in some kind of a stasis or something like that. Maybe its body ah, was yes. shutting down. But Protecting now, its eggs. Could be. Uh, so you can listen to the pop test. Mm. And you can also buy tickets for My Client is Innocent mm-hmm. from the Comedy Festival website. You Thank you. You know what? There's going to be a little linky poo. Uh, down below in the show notes. And we would like to thank everybody who came out to our taping of Teleport. Teleport, which will be flawed, but not the... <laughs> I mean, the recording will be a little bit flawed, but, you know, because we didn't do the perfect the perfect show. <laughs> but, but people don't want that. We're going to edit around it. Mm, that's right. That's right. Yes, keep an eye out for the glaring edits. Al and I <laughs> leaping around the stage from shot to shot. Uh, no, I, I think it was a fun, a very fun performance, and I, I, yeah. w- I hope that that energy comes across to you, the viewer. Yeah, I think of you guys as viewers of the podcast. Yeah, viewers, because they, you, you look at what your ears tell you. Mm. You know, there's nothing. Well, because I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> no, you go. Well, it's well now. It's impossible for me to hear words without seeing the the things they represent Mm. yep yep that's right so so is hearing just an extension of seeing is seeing so dominant Mm. Mm. that we um Um, that we reframe sound as sight i feel like this is something we talk about a lot (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> some okay. version of the the intersection between seeing and hearing, and then we'll start talking about waveforms, and then I'll say something about the waveforms of slurs, and then I'll get no, very I... uncomfortable, <laughs> and I'll wish that the, I yeah, was Andy, dead. Andy, <laughs> you're not the one who gets uncomfortable. I love that you're this rewriting a history. 
I love. Um, it's great. But Andy, uh, I'm not talking about waveforms uh, okay, in here. Yeah, I'm great. talking about what the word represents. Don't you see it in your mind when you say, if I say porch, mm. Mm. right? What do you see in your mind? Oh, I see a porch. God, it's beautiful. It's yes. beautifully rendered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, see, mine's not beautifully. Mine's old. Polygons. And it's not taken, <laughs> it's not taken care of. But you know what? I'm still fine with it because I, I'm, I, you know, reducing suffering is about just being happy with what you got, not constantly needing to renovate. Wouldn't it be interesting? I mean, if we did live in a simulation, right? If we did live in a simulation, maybe one way that you could prove that is go back in time and um, and look at things and see all the polygons in them, right? Because surely, if we're in a, a simulation that's been running for this long, yeah. You know, maybe whoever's running the simulation is improving the graphics rendering, you know, uh, over time as mm-hmm. they get better graphics cards for their alien super computers, right? Yeah. And uh, so, and of course, it's like it's like anything, you know. Um, back when we had all we had was the Nintendo, uh, it was Goldeneye on the Nintendo sixty four. We thought the graphics looked incredible, right? Now we look at it yeah. and we're like, that looks so you know, clunky, bad, right? I almost didn't want to say bad because I thought there'll be people like, oh, it's not bad. But anyway, uh, so maybe if we were to go back in time, we'd actually be be able to look at things like, you know, dinosaurs and stuff and they'd be really badly rendered. And we'd be like, yeah, that's it. We're in a simulation. That would be interesting. Mm, Thanks. I mean, can we look at the, can we look at the, I mean, wouldn't, I guess if we looked at dirt, you know, or any any ground mm. or any rock, are they technically older than the dinosaurs? Yeah, but but they will have been updated in the simulation. The only way to compare would be to go back in time and look at it with our modern eyes, which is our modern like sort of visual uh, processing and our modern expectations of what things would look like. And then, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, yeah, I don't think it would be the case that pol- you know, multi-polygon, you know, dinosaur fossils would still be lying around. It would be uncovering them, although that would be great. Sure. <laughs> that would be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do like the idea of, a, of a, you know, realizing, um, you know, evidence of an update in the, yeah. in, the, uh, in, the, in, in the simulation. But I wonder whether if you went back in time, whether you would have to have one of those time with one of those time machines where like you know sort of like how the the airport once you cross security you're kind of in like this international no zone, like no zone mm, international no zone yeah we all know what you, you mean know? um i think you would need to be in a time machine that goes to the past but the inside somehow remains in the future because there's there would be this you know, it would be like one of those no zones. Yeah, you're right. Because um, otherwise, you'd because be going back ch- there and then you'd be being rendered by the simulation using the technology of the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe you could only even just look through a portal. Yeah, that might do it. That might do it. All right. Time portal. Looking through a time portal. I mean, is there any way that, you know, this could be a sketch with like, you know, to go to your version of it, scientists digging up a dinosaur and finding that it is it's really blocky and really pixelated 
from an early yeah. version of, you know. I mean, uh, maybe there's an extra element in here where, you know, how like in early dinosaur movies and that sort of thing, they were badly, you know, the CGI wasn't as good. Um, maybe in which one? In early dinosaur movies, you know. Oh yeah. So maybe we dig up some dinosaurs and we find that actually they weren't very well um, rendered in three D. Their CGI CGI wasn't particularly good for the dinosaurs, and actually those early films are incredibly accurate because the technology that the aliens were using for the simulation back then wasn't. I don't know, Alistair. I don't know about this. <laughs> you know, well, uh, yeah, it's because I think I think a, a simple way that you could um, get a scientist to explain it in the sketch or in the movie mm. or whatever this is, um, is that, you know, the way that um, the pixel size of the universe is the plank this, You're absolutely right. This would be a simple way to get someone to explain it in the movie. <laughs> People are going to be right. so easily on board with this. No, because... <laughs> and and the plank length is shorter than the wavelength of yeah. a thing of light. Yeah, sure. And so it's actually impossible to perceive. Mm. Yep. So it's actually impossible to perceive the pixel size. Now, as long as you keep the pixel size smaller than that... Mm then nobody can ever actually see the pixels. But there might have been a time before they learned that lesson. Mm, really good. Where they were like, well, look, there's only dinosaurs around. They're not going to look at small things, that these, th- these things that closely, yeah. although their eyes are bigger. Yeah, but I don't know if that means they look um, at small things more closely. Maybe. I think they look at big things more distant. But You think so? Yeah, I reckon. But what about if they use their macro lens? No, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. It'd be cool if you could blink and change lenses on your eyes. It'd be really good though, wouldn't it? be really good if you uh. could just see what it's like for a while to have a concave lens on your eyes. You know, one that goes the other way. Just be interesting. Or maybe it bends It bends your eyeball concave. Yeah, yeah. You just push your eyeball. You should be able to do that. You should be able to just push your eyeball in like that and pop the lens inwards. I mean, that would be a great thing for kids to start doing on the internet is like inverting. It's called inverting. Uh, yeah. Or maybe they just call it verting. You know what they're like. And you know, what it is, it's a trend on TikTok where kids are pushing their eyeball lens and popping that front like when you've got a slightly deflated soccer ball and you just push the edge in so it's got that divot they're doing that to their eyeballs and then they're like then they're trying then the competition is they got to run across a (laughs) a crowded freeway yeah (laughs) it's crazy Um, what they're getting up to is a tiktok thing it's a TikTok thing. It's a TikTok. What? Why are kids? Why are kids pushing their eyeballs mm. concave and then running across the freeway? Mm. TikTok. Mm. It's verting. Peer They're calling pressure. it verting. But it's the terrifying to, new trend that's sweeping the internet. You, um, imagine if this, if the. The, the new trend. This is almost a horror movie. Are you still there? Andy? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here and I'm listening. And okay. I'm wondering if you've written down verting as a sketch idea. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought this was going to be a, a, you know, I didn't need to, but um, 
because I was because my new one was going to take over. Okay. Because it's a similar idea, yeah, but but better. Um, but it's a TikTok trend where kids get all this approval for killing their own parents. <laughs> Yeah, like like you know? they're getting lots of likes and that sort of thing. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, and like or like like cutting bits off of their parents. Mm, yeah, okay. If the biggest chunk that you can chop off your parents. Yeah, and sometimes I guess maybe you can. You know, the idea is you maybe you make it look like an accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, as soon as it's been it's been chopped off. You sort of get a little selfie with like your, yeah. da- your dad. I mean, this is you. I, I picture you. You've lost one finger on your on your you know your circular saw or two fingers or whatever. Sure, sure. And one of your kids is like shooting themselves with you going, ah, fuck, ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, ah, oh, kids, go go inside, go inside. <laughs> it's a it's a really good trend. Oh man, it's got everything. It really feels like it could happen. And now I'm and never like gonna horror- I'm never gonna completely relax around my kids again. Cause you never know. We're still mm. calling it verting, by the way. No, no, we're calling it slicing. Oh, okay, slicing. No. Chopping. No, wait, wait. Um They're calling shrinking. it they're calling it the daddy chop. I think it's good if it's the just the dad. Ch- Why? Well, I think it's a Maybe a bit. It's a, it's horrible if it's happening to the mum, but I think Andy, you're being sexy. Okay, you're right. Hey, this is we've already gone through this with the with the slurs. <laughs> is this the same? I is think it? that I think the moms can also have like their leg cut off and stuff. Okay, sure. Uh, maybe do you Andy, get extra points if it's your mum, or is it true equality? There's no affirmative action or anything. Andy, here. it's. There, it's true equality, all right? This is these Great. kids. These are Gen Z or Gen, whatever the next one is. They post all this stuff. Yeah, Andy, they don't think, you know, they don't think like what's, that. Um, what's younger, Gen Z or millennials? Or are they the same thing? Or we don't we don't care? What's what's younger, yeah. Gen Z or millennials? Yeah. You don't know that? No, I don't. You don't? But what are you? I don't know. You don't know which which one you are. No. I mean, am I am I Gen Z or am I Gen X or Gen Y? I don't yeah, know. You're Gen Y. Okay. You're Gen Y. You're Gen Y, which is what millennials are. Really? You really? Okay. Well, do you know why I'm? Do you know why I'm horrified? I'm acting like this. It's because we worked on a show, TV show, for like three years that was entirely about the generations and what generations different people are. And we all talked about what generation we were. <laughs> I, I I don't remember that. Do you think due to a TikTok trend, your kids may have cut off a bit of your brain? <laughs> just like, oh, using a hook yeah. in daddy's nose during the night. I mean, is it is it? Okay to like do it while your parents are sleeping and like like literally go go inside and do you know somehow drug them and do surgery and like remove an organ or something like that is that is that um, okay I think I mean yeah yeah I think it's okay that's part of the it's trend like it's all part of yeah yeah great all part of slicing or mm-hmm. dicing or <laughs> um, yeah 
Um, I, uh, I dicing actually sounds that's very that sounds very much like something that would be on the, uh, yeah, um, on the internet dicing. Oh yeah, that, I mean that's a great it's a great horror film. Yeah, because any it could be it, any kid as well. Yeah, and then you're like suddenly you're like kids. You're not allowed to have phones anymore. <laughs> but then they but they then start like, doing it with skywriting. Yeah, but there's also there's also cameras and everything. Yeah, that's true. And also, they could use your phone. Mm. We um we did we did talk and, about. And, and that's the thing is that that's the thing is that the parents they still wouldn't be willing to get rid of their own phones. Yeah, because not we're until still they've lost. They'd, <laughs> yeah, not until they'd lost like you know. Both arms, at least. No, I mean that's really great because it it is, um, yeah. That's the that's like sort of the true horror is at the extent of our addiction to the phones that we are unable to part with. That like mm. even as we know, because it's very literalizing, Alistair. It's very we're literalizing the subtext yeah. here of you know that phones are destroying us. They are cutting off parts of ourselves in a way by stunting our ability to interact with the world and enjoy things properly. And, and oh, some, my God. Alistair, this point, is so powerful now. <laughs> and suddenly, like, at one point, the kids are arguing and you're like, can we just, can we just, can you guys stop arguing, please? Like that. And they just won't. And then suddenly you're like, honey, go get their phones. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a moment to work. Like that, and then you hand them their phones with your one, and then with you your sit- one hand, with your the two fingers remaining on your one arm. Yeah, and then and then you see them kind of like do that kind of like ha 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 look to each other. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> They'd plan this the whole time. Straight back to dicing. Back to dicing, daddy. Mm. Um. Yeah, you're right. Look, Alistair, early on when you said that you. Well, when you were seemed so confident this, that this was going to replace verting as the sketch idea, I was like, geez, that's a little arrogant of Alistair to feel like he's definitely got a better idea than verting. Um, and you, you look, absolutely did. Down. You absolutely did. And I'm really proud uh, of you. And I'm really glad no, you believed Andy, in yourself as well. Uh, Andy, I've written both down and also dicing couldn't have existed without verting. That's right. We had to vert so that you could dice... I, right. I had to vert so that you could dice. Uh, all right, Alistair. Um, uh, origami. Okay. Yeah, the tragedy of origami. Mm, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It is. I mean, um, it was like, is that is that a thing that, that a trend that's going to come back? It, was it a trend? Do you feel like origami was a, a thing when you were sort of like a young teen, right? That like, oh, you didn't have a sister, but like, I think if you have a sister in the house, origami suddenly becomes a big thing for a while. Uh, <laughs> I, well, that's possible. Yeah, it's really possible. Yeah, but you, you um, wouldn't you wouldn't know anything about it. What about? Well, I had a I had a no, I had a sister, and for us, it was programming, you know, mm, and engineering. Sure, and that's and so uh, and. Garbage collection. Mm-hmm. We were a very, we were a very progressive family. I can at the tell. Time. Yeah. But obviously, back in those days, there wasn't, there wasn't that many women garbage collectors. Mm. But, but my sister introduced um, it to the household. 
Yeah. And then we started throwing things away after that. We were like, okay, yeah, maybe we won't let garbage just pile up in the house. <laughs> uh, okay, so how is that a sketch idea, right? Uh, a family that's just letting garbage pile up. I mean, well, I mean, it, it, it could be like mm. it could be a radio. It could be like a like a news piece that is about you know the town gets its first woman garbage collector mm. and it's a young teenager who's in high school but she's kind of decided to start doing it straight away and as it goes on you do discover that the reason she's doing it is because her family have never thrown anything away and she's trying to teach them the ways because she's doesn't like living in a place covered in garbage and and with cockroaches coming you know crawling in and out of everything this is another really good metaphorical thing alistair because it's got a it's got a you know a big greta thunberg kind of um uh, side to it, right? That like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, could the sketch be that like, let's imagine that instead of talking about climate change, we're talking about living in a fetid pile of your own shit and garbage. Yeah. Right? And everybody's doing it. Everybody's living in a fetid pile of their own shit and garbage. And... uh you know, a, a teenager from a Scandinavian country. You know, this is all too literal and it's a bit on the nose, Alistair, but it's all right. Bear with me. <laughs> it's all good. She doesn't have to be from a Scandinavian country, okay? How about this? She's from a Middle Eastern country. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah. And uh, she starts trying to get Are you people to, say that to put- Middle Eastern people don't know how to, how to throw things away? We tried. <laughs> no, it didn't. <gasps> Andy, Jesus. <laughs> That's absolutely not what I'm saying. And if you listen, you give me the benefit of that, you'll know, you'll know that I'm on the right side of this, right? And okay, sorry. They, I'm just, it's just starting to seem like it's not your story to tell. Yeah. But you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they start uh, getting getting people to put rubbish into bins and uh, and not just like let their feces fall where they stand. Yeah, but then yeah. there's a big right wing sort of pushback on this, and yeah, you know, letting your feces fall where you stand becomes a kind of a culture war issue. It it does feel like a South Park episode or something mm, like that. Yeah, well, is that good? I think that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came up with a great yeah. South Park episode. Although, you know what South Park are like? They would be anti Thunberg. <laughs> They would make it so? somehow, yeah. And I'm sure they've done an episode about how she's annoying, or they do something where, look, I can tell you, they do something where a recently born baby who's just developed the like the first the power of forming their first sounds, uh, but you know, gets to give a speech at the UN, and the baby will be shitting and pissing itself while talking at the UN about climate change, but it won't be climate change. It will be like some uh, made-up problem, like how people. Uh, let's see, it'll be some other culture war thing. Yeah, this is. I could write for. I could write for South Park. It could be some other thing. You know, they put something in there, and it's a baby <laughs> shitting and pissing itself while giving a speech at the UN, getting its nappy change, and then everyone applauds, and then it's giving speeches and that sort of thing. And then we find out that behind the scenes, the baby's a real psychopath or something is just doing it for attention. And you know, yeah, this is this would be the satirical take off South Park. 
show I enjoy on the Greta Thunberg situation. You haven't enjoyed that show for so long, though. You know, as in, like, I mean, not that you don't enjoy it. No. And not that you've been watching it and not enjoying it, but that you haven't. Yeah, no, that's true. Actually I, seen I, it. I, I, but I get a lot of enjoyment from the knowledge that those guys are still making that show. Like, yeah. it's insane. I mean, I assume they are. <laughs> Maybe they stopped. <laughs> There's a chance they have, yeah. But, I mean, are, are, there, are there still people making... Companies making South Park merchandise. What happened to all know. of them? Like Cartman T-shirts. Yeah, respect my yeah, respect my authority. Yeah, that kind of thing. Are there? Are that'll maybe that should come back as a trend for young people, Gen Z, to respect my authority. Yeah, qu- quoting quoting quote, quoting Cartman and wearing. Some of us never stopped quoting Cartman. <laughs> Um, um. Yeah, you know, maybe that'll be a uh, that'll be the new fashion is- trend, like normcore. Yeah, but Cartman core. Mm. I'm just gonna write Cartman core down. Oh wow! It's- you see, that's what I like I mean- about this show. This is what keeps it fresh. Is you never can, you never can guess. Well, sometimes if I think if we say something, Andy, mm. with and then and there's sufficient there's sufficient insufficient steam <laughs> meaning that we don't have anywhere else to go it gives it a little it puts a little button on yeah. it and allows us to move on yeah. you know um <laughs> we can just go look mm. and then or 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 it or it prompts us to go well we better make this into something mm. now that it's written mm. down well i suppose so I, I mean the one thing that i can think of is that like maybe a frontier that hasn't been explored um is using the Cartman voice during sex, and uh, you know where that where that leads you. You know what it's it's a very cringy thing to do. It's possibly the most cringy thing to do. And yeah. um, so it's this guy on the dating scene. Yeah, maybe, and and maybe it's uh, you know maybe it's a new kind of kind of fetish that is. It's fetish. It's almost too. Like as in- well, talking like Cartman during sex is a kind of could be potentially a kind of fetish that is almost too, like it goes beyond any of the because it's incorporating cringe into. So he starts calling out for his mom. He goes, "Mom, <laughs> mom, where's my cheesy poofs?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does during the intercourse. Yeah, and so and- you think that it, but but you know, at first it's just him having trouble. Yeah, having trouble. You know. Having meeting a woman that is in any way interested yeah. in a guy who constantly does Cartman yeah. voice, um, and then that he ramps it up during sex mm. is, <laughs> and but then respect but then authority. you know I think respect my authority. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> my, my cheesy poofs. <laughs> ah, with my cheesy poofs. And I mean. I guess in our super, you know, accepting time of not kink shaming people and that sort of thing, maybe we've got to accept that. Maybe that's just another thing for us to sort of get our heads around. And yeah, you know, you don't, you do want to be on the right side of these things. So yeah, yeah. well, we don't know how big, 
how big Carbon Core will get in the future. Mm, mm. And, um, you know, and maybe one day they'll they'll be running the country. They'll have a kind of a, a party in the, in government <laughs> and they'll be running the country and then they'll be rounding up anybody who didn't support them, who discriminated against them uh, and then shooting a, them. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, again, again, probably probably actually going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if talking yeah. like Cartman is probably a big thing on the alt-right and, you know, that in a lot of their forums and stuff, that's actually just how they communicate. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we do, you know, have those people with um, batons and, uh, you know, big black coats saying, you respect my authority, as they um, beat us into a bloody pulp on the curb yeah. for, um, yeah, for being perceived to... Um, to not support Cartmaning, Cartmania. Um, Alastair, you know what I think is really cool? What's that? I think it's really cool when you write down a swear word, right? But then yeah. not only do you write down a swear word, but you write it down with like a, a, a weird messed up spelling, you know, like – you're like, not only am I swearing, I'm not only am I rude because I'm saying fuck or writing down the word fuck, but I'm also going to write it like with a Q or just like just with one K and no C or something like that. And you're like, this only is how. one K. Yeah, you know, F-U-K, you know, no C. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, you know, and it, yeah, it's just so, you're just being, you're so bad and naughty that you're not only willing to swear but you're willing to swear wrong, you know, and you're not afraid to push no, those boundaries. You know, P-H-U-K. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P-H-U-Q. Mm. P-H-O-Q. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, but I get then I guess I suppose you could go the other way and you could start writing um you know I, I think you know if you did uh F U Q U E maybe right because then that's oh, interesting yeah, fuku. well no still fuck but <laughs> sure but because <laughs> but you're you're still you know you're still realizing that a Q you're 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 realizing that a Q has to be followed by a U right. Whenever you use a Q, yeah. so you're using you're correctly you're using correct sort of um, what would that be syntax grammar with your use of the Q and 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 the then the U and the E, but you are is this interesting in any way <laughs> the idea that you're you're trying to come up with I don't know a more correct a correct incorrect spelling of of fuck Alistair it's nothing is it well. I you know I guess once once we find what it is mm. then we can then we can take it to a place mm. but um, but you know like I, I you know I'm I guess I'm looking to find now I'm looking to find more correct spellings of things right because we know that there are less correct spellings of things yeah uh, and then there's the you know the there's the so-called correct spelling of things but I feel like you could write it in a more fancy way like. You know, spelling fuck, P-H-U-Q-U-E, feels like 
it's I guess it's you know it's a bit more ye oldy. It's a bit more uh, don't know, a bit more ancient. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I am sorry. I just I. There's no. I just there's nothing to grip onto. There's nothing it. to grip onto, Alistair. It's too yeah. abstract. It's yeah. I apologize, Andy. But you know what? Mm, we do problem. actually have five sketches. Oh, and good ones they are too. And so we can move on to the three words from a listener who, and it's been lovely because I've been running low on words and people have been sending some through and we got a bunch of freshies. Yes. If you Straight haven't on the sent top in the words pile. for us, send in some words, send in some three words from a listener and let that listener be you. Alistair, now how is that? Can I just ask, how's your system going? Have you got a new system? Oh. You started again or is it just back to just... No, everything's just fresher in the mind, you know? <laughs> Great. I, it's good that we I'm took advantage putting... of this big reset to uh, do things exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, you know, people are getting a, people are having a go, you know? That's the great thing. No one's getting shafted. Or well, maybe some people. I'm not sure. Um, so today's words are from Adriana Genualdi. Adriana Genualdi. Genualdi. Maybe it's Genualdi. Maybe it that is. That sounds more like a name. Genualdi. Oh, maybe it's not. Genualdi. Genualdi. Adriana, Gen- thank you. <laughs> thank you. Adriana. No. Oh, <laughs> okay, dear. Adriana. Uh, Adriana. 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 Genualdi. Oh, Gen- my God. Genualdi? <laughs> oh, my God. Genualdi. Genuality. Anyway, so thanks so much for sending in these three words. Thank you so much. We appreciate it uh, very muchly. And do you want to try and guess what Adriana's three words are, Andrew? You know that I do. Um, Okay, the first word is keep. 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 Mm. Um, Oh no! There's only one letter in common and this word has a lot of letters okay wow <laughs> okay Te- you want to tell me so it's unfortunately it's accidental okay accidental yeah. um uh second word is estrogen estrogen mm. did you pick that because adriana was a woman <laughs> no <laughs> no. Okay. And actually, men and women both have estrogen and testosterone, just no, in different right. amounts. I think there's actually, I think there's estrogen in sperm and in, in semen. There you go. It's, it's, yeah. it's because our balls are like, oh, they love this. This is what women love. They love oh, estrogen. Give them a little, a little something for them. Yeah. <laughs> We're the only ones who said that that's a female chemical, <laughs> and then suddenly. We're just like, and then we're like, what? What's it doing in my balls? <laughs> Get it out of here. Get it out. Oh, my man. Oh, man, that's fuck it. That's not cool. That's my. Um, have I got a vagina in my balls? <laughs> anyway, um, so the second word is not estrogen. It's tattoo. Accidental tattoo. Tattoo artist, accidental tattoo artist. 
accidental tattoo artist. Let me look. <gasps> the third word is not artist. Uh, no. It is day. Accidental tattoo day. Oh, see? Now, already it, it, it is itself a, like, it's a fun sketch idea mm. already it, because it it's this idea where you picture that there is a day mm. that is accidental tattoo day, mm. but this weird idea that it would be planned mm. that on that day people get accidental tattoos, uh, but then somehow it's, you know, it's planned. So, so then I guess that you, if you were just setting up an accidental tattoo day, mm. it would be like a... It would be sort of in the, the town square, sort of near where the market mm. is and things like that. Well, what would... It probably would be tense. And like, it's like, you know, three-legged races and, and spoon, you know, egg and spoon races and stuff like that. But in people's hands, when with, there's all these obstructions, there's all, obstructions on the ground. And in people's hands are tattooing guns. Mm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then the people, there's people all laying on the ground as well mm. they, they might be some of the obstructions mm. <laughs> that people with three-legged race are running around and then people f- then trip over yeah and then accidentally then then just stick the gun in people's arms you know what i think would be great stuff. would be yeah. um a kind of like combat noughts and crosses right where it's two people in a ring and they both have drawn on them a noughts and crosses board right yeah uh, and then they're both holding portable tattoo guns and they basically just have to try and wrestle and try and um draw their uh oh but then they'd have to draw on themselves to do the other um the other one yeah i mean it could just be uh, tattoo. competitive charades sh- sh- tattoos competitive tattoos get a tattoo on the other person yeah yeah you're right and and then at the end your That's points are calculated i think not just on the well the the points are calculated on the artistic merit of the tattoo that you've put on the other person so it doesn't sure. the the fight is really incidental competitive tattooing mm. yeah that thing's just the fight isn't away. incidental. The f- the fight isn't incidental. It's how you gain an advantage. Oh, sure, sure, and, sure. And you know, and the, the the more accurately you know you're able to pin them, the more still you're able to get them, the better you're able to get the accuracy of your art. I think this could yeah, be you can, finally a way in which can, we um we get art to have the same. Um, I mean, this would also work without tattoos, right? But it's just like. They have a canvas stuck to their back, right? Strapped to their back. Both both competitors have a canvas strapped to their back. And they have like a little holster full of paint brushes and paints. And they are trying to paint on the other person's back um, while fighting. And then at the end, we display the works of art. And art critics judge who won the uh, the art the caged yeah. art, mixed martial art, Alistair, mixed martial art. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, art fight, wait, and then fight competition. Yeah. Wait, and then wait, and I'm just writing this as the, to describe it. And then what's good mixed. is because you know it becomes this real balance of like 
you know, the amount of time that you put into training for the fighting component versus the amount of time that you put into working on your artistic expression, your ability to communicate more, yeah. um, more, but in a more simple way. And you know, yeah. what's interesting is that, you know, with, with that kind of fighting, you would have to use a lot more kind of hooks mm. because you want to get around the back. Yeah. Right. And maybe the only way that you could use a jab, like a forward sort of, you know, a stiff jab is if you really loaded up your paintbrush yeah. with quite a lot of liquid so that you could sort of you could get it, it on the back of the neck mm. or something like that and it would drip down onto the canvas. Yeah. That'll, that'd, that'd count. I mean, you know, or maybe... get enough in their hair. Maybe it's not a canvas. Maybe we just paint their back white, you know, nice sure. undercoat, nice base coat and you are just working on the back. But, you, yeah, I mean, you've got the issue of you don't want to rub off not quite sure how we get around that. Maybe it's just really good paint, really fast drying or something like that. Yeah, it could be the fastest drying paint. Mm. But then, of course, and how do you keep it with liquid while you're trying to paint the other person? With I mean, there's, a lot, there's, a lot to, there's a lot of kinks to work out, but I think this could be really yeah. exciting. So mixed martial art. And this is how we finally get good funding for arts. Yeah, because there's such good funding for martial arts. Well, it doesn't have to be government well, funding. funding. It doesn't, doesn't have to be government funding. There's got to be a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, sponsorship. There's a lot of money in it. You oh, know? yeah. We could get Monster Energy Drink to sponsor yeah. this. Yeah. But then, you know, not only them, but also, you know, um, Montmartre, uh, uh, you know, acrylic paints, you know, and then you'd have, a, you know, that great crossover of not just the supplements, um, wanting to but get also involved. then this this idea that you would that you would like because you know with like mixed martial arts the dr- the dream is to like get somebody's back so that you can choke them around their neck right mm. but but in this you kind of want to really get their front and sort of get their neck but from the back mm. from like yeah. you know, from holding onto the front yeah. so that you can then hold them really close. Mm. Oh, but then if you hold them really close, then they can also paint on your back. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need to pin pin their good painting arm. Oh yeah, and then you got to roll. You got to roll then onto your back mm, so that you're holding yeah. them. Yeah. You get your legs crossed around their butt. Yeah. Holding them in place. I think uh, you kind of keep rolling to maybe try to like crush their hands or something. I think this would be really good as well if we were able to um, genetically uh, clone some great. Um, historical artists, you know, your, oh, yeah. your Leonardo's, your your Michelangelo's, ones, ones that are strong, yeah. But you know, one, but the, but you can't just go anybody. You got need somebody who's physically strong. Well, you we and could, then we finally could train art, them up. Art will have art will have weight classes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should have that anyway, regardless of regardless of the yeah. fighting component. Let's start introducing weight classes into art. Yeah. Into stand-up comedy. Good. Yeah, weight classes. Um I think I think there are certain weights that have an unfair advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say what they are. No. Uh, no, it's the middle ones. Yes. Um oh, so average. Um all right. Well, I'll take us through the sketch ideas. Thank you, Thank you very much, Adriana. We got finding evidence of older simulation via bad rendering you know and this is kind of a, it's a full film <laughs> but we it's a at first you think it's a time travel film and we're going to see if you know it's it's like people are just scientists trying to confirm 
about stuff about dinosaurs. You know that how they look compared to our predictions. Imagine how fucked up they could look compared to even just normally. Imagine how different dinosaurs could look mm. compared to what we think they look like. So different. We've like we've pictured so many uh, T Rexes and stuff is so gaunt. Mm. Yeah, bony. You know, like they're yeah. all cheekbone and they're all just like you know, real gaunt stuff like that. They could be real plump. Mm. Yeah, they got those big eyebrow ridges and that kind of thing. It could be all you know yeah. soft and cuddly. You don't know. Then we got, then we got verting. It's TikTok, (laughs) and it's where you invert your. It's a TikTok trend where you invert your eyes and then you run out into the freeway. (laughs) You know, that's the latest thing the kids are doing. Then we got the cut bits off your parents TikTok trend, Uh, which is called dicing. I like that one. This is a is a horror film. Maybe, or would you say it's a psychological thriller? Uh. Because it's not like it's not jumping out that as much, you know. Well, maybe I guess there'd be some. They could jumping be jumping out. out. I think. I think the idea yeah. that your own like anything where kids become terrifying is is double terrifying. I think. And yeah, yeah. And then we got the first woman garbage collector in this town. It's a news piece, and she actually lives in a house. You discover that she actually lives in a house where no one knows that you can throw things away, and she and, and they shit where they stand, and she's trying to. You know, lead by example, teach her family, try, trying to be the first educated one in the family who uh, who leads by example and tries to change their ways. Maybe um, I think also so that she doesn't in, she doesn't have to live like that. I think in dicing, it would be a great in that movie. It's going to be great at the start yeah. where like the parents just start noticing that a lot of other pa- like when they're doing drop offs at school and stuff, they start just noticing that a lot of other parents have been having accidents recently. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And yes, like they start really to, good. you know, that's weird because accidents, like there shouldn't be a plague of accidents. Yeah, like I mean, at first you just see maybe somebody's parent's finger and they go, oh my God, I, I was chopping carrots or something like that mm. and they just chopped my pinky off. But then you see a dad that comes in with a missing leg mm. and you go, holy moly, I thought it was bad when I saw... Um, you know, uh, Karen, Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, you know, incorporate some of our listeners into the sketches. <laughs> no, no, um, they'd be honored. I'm missing sure. a finger, but uh, but Jason, seeing you with a missing leg, uh, that's crazy. Anyway, I was uh, <laughs> sorry to hear about your leg. Yeah, sorry, I fell into a into the meat grinder. Sorry, not, I mean, that's pretty graphic, but it's probably more like, well, you know, what's, what's that one that you feed branches into? Yeah. Um, Meat grinder? No, no, wood chipper. Okay. Uh, like a like a wood little, chipper. Yeah, a little chipper. Yeah. That's right. And then you'd find out that the, the kids had been watching mm. Fargo, the, that movie. Mm. <gasps> find a copy of Fargo there. <laughs> anyway, and then the next one is... Uh, Cartman Core, it's a it's a follower of the Cartman Core ideology on dating scenes, struggling, and then but you know meet somebody who's at least understanding, open and to it, yeah, open to it, and then you see them in sex, and it's worse, and then also obviously later on the political party where they they shoot any people who 
they round up people who never supported them, and that's a lot of people. Yeah, they, they really, man. And they say, you know what they say? You respect my authority. In that case, respect my authority. <laughs> um, and it really changes the context of it once they do have some authority. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but people still laugh when they say that's the thing. <laughs> It's still a good, it's still a good bit. And then we got art fight competition, mm-hmm. which is mixed martial art. Um, there we go. So, thanks so much for listening back to it. Trumpet, yeah, yeah, busting it out once more. Um, we like that you listen to the show. We like that you download, rate, and subscribe to the Pop Test. It helps us immensely, and it, it does help us. Yes, immensely. and tell other people, share it on your Facebook it, and your Twitter. It gives us, yeah, it gives us a chance that maybe there will be a, another season. It's mm. it's never it's not locked in, mm. and uh, and we do like getting to do it. And yeah. we would also uh, love for you to book tickets to My Client is Innocent at the upcoming comedy festival. Sure. Yeah. Um, and you know what else you could book tickets to? If you're interested in, there's a little show being put on by uh, a, a lady called Carly Milroy. And that's true. A friend called Bronnie. And it's called and mm, Betty, Coretto. Betty Coretto. And it's uh, a very funny it's, show it's that Alistair sec- is directing. Of the comedy festival. Mm. Fr- um, friend of the show, Carly Milroy. F- friend of the show, former guest. Mm, that's right. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, there's also another show called Hong Hong Hubba Hubba Ring a Ding Ding um, coming out of the, uh, the Alistair. Uh, plant being being constructed. Alistair and Matt Stewart. So you should also really? get tickets to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about it. It's got the, I think, the best poster of the festival. How dare you? Um, it's not not quite as good as the new poster that we have from Ellie Dirk and our listener for oh. My Client is Innocent. That's true. I mean, that's a really good poster. Obviously, you're not able to speak about, you know, you're not a person who speaks highly of yourself, Andy. You very rarely ever compliment yourself. <laughs> yeah, check out our poster. It's sick. Thank you, Ellie. Uh, we have just put it onto the socials. Thank you very much. We are already tired and it's 1040 in the morning and we're crumbling. So, uh, take care of your lives. <laughs> no, really take care of them. And uh, have a good day. And, and we, we love Love you. You. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.